0: Hey guys, welcome back to Not Your Average BS, where we talk about what everybody else is
1: thinking. I'm Brendy, and I'm Shannon. Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Average BS podcast. Brendy and I were actually just talking right before we, you know, pressed record that we are on episode 17, which is crazy to think about because it feels like we've been doing this for two seconds and then also at the same time that we've been doing this for like two years already. So today we're doing something super exciting. We asked you all to submit questions over on our Instagram stories and our Facebook page. And we got a really, really good response. So we're really excited to be answering your questions today. But before we get started, we did wanna do a couple of housekeeping things, items. So, Girl, why don't you take it away for us?
0: yes so if you guys are caught up on all the episodes last week we highlighted some small businesses and we wanted to share a couple promo codes with you guys if you didn't listen or you're just catching up and we have One more promo code as well. So the first one is for Besto Hot Honey. That's the sauce that we talked about last week. And if you go to bestohothoney.com and place two bottles in your cart, you can get 50% off one bottle. So that's buy one and get one 50% off. Um, They have two sauces. They have a regular one and a smoke flavor. It's a really good hot sauce. I promise you it's good on anything and everything. So make sure you try it out. And then our new promo code that we have is for the boutique that I talked about last week that's based in Greensboro. It's called Boho Blue, and they have some of the cutest things. If you look on my Instagram, I have honestly a bunch of things from there and a bunch of pictures in me um, wearing a bunch of their apparel. Um, And you guys can use the code AVGBS for 20% off um, at Boho Blue. Oh, and the code is AVGBS for... Your um, besto code as well. So both websites, avgbs, um, boho blue, you'll get twenty percent off your purchase, and besto kitchen, you will get fifty um, percent off when you purchase an additional bottle. And um, we also wanted to talk about kind of getting ready for the summer. Shannon and I are so excited that we are almost done this semester of grad. Graduate- Cool. It has been long. It has been grueling. There have been tears. There have been sh- there has been stress. So we are really excited to be done. Um, by the time you guys hear this, we'll have about a week left of school. And so we're starting to plan out some things we want to do this summer. We're planning on bringing you guys a lot of new content, and we're really excited for it. Um, and we just wanted to get your perspective and opinion on who we should bring on this summer as some guests. We really want to bring some more people on to share their unique stories with you guys, give us some advice advice um, and just really provide more value to the podcast overall. So if there's anyone in a particular industry, they don't even have to be local to Charlotte or anything because we can record remotely. Um, So anyone that you're interested in having us on, just let us know on Instagram, email us, Facebook, wherever you want to get in contact with us.
1: Yes. So moving on, usually we do our appetizer which is an app or resource that we're currently loving at the moment but we wanted to introduce something new for this week because in a time in the world where everything is crazy and there's so much negativity in the news brendy and i were talking that we wanted to do a little bit of like a good news segment so that we could help brighten your day in whatever way possible that we can and we thought no better of a way to kick it off this than this week because this directly impacts Brendy and I because UNC Charlotte just named its fifth chancellor, Dr. Sharon Gaber, and she is a female. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we stand a female in power. So Brendy and I are extremely excited that um, Dr. Gaber is coming to UNC Charlotte to be our next chancellor. If you all are not familiar with UNC Charlotte, currently um, Chancellor Philip Dubois is our chancellor. He is stepping down in June after I believe 15 years of being our chancellor and he's done a lot of great work on campus. He's had to deal with a lot of um, tragedy and crisis, especially in the last couple of years on campus. So we really appreciate the service that, you know, he's done to our institution, but we are excited for a fresh face, especially a female fresh face, because I think that just kind of speaks to what the world is moving to, which is being more progressive and realizing that, you know, women can hold, positions of power. And currently, Dr. Gaber is the president of the University of Toledo in Ohio, and she was the first female president there following six years as the provost and vice chancellor for academic affairs at the University of Arkansas. And she will be the second woman to lead UNC Charlotte after none other than Miss Bonnie Cohn, who we have talked about before. So that was my good news for the week. Whenever I saw that, I literally I got late. I'm not going to lie. I came in, I immediately told my grandpa and he was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, but so I'm, I'm just really excited to see um, what Dr. Gaber is going to be able to do for UNC Charlotte and, you know, kind of She's stepping in at a really weird and awkward and uncomfortable time so how she handles this will really be able to gauge how she is as a leader and I'm super excited to hopefully one day meet her and see what she is going to be able to do for UNC Charlotte and um, the UNC system as a whole.
0: Yeah, it's super exciting, like Shannon said. Um, she's only the second woman to leave after Bonnie Cohn, who we also stand, as you guys know, if you've listened um to some other episodes, but I just think it's really awesome. Um, being a female in power at a college or university is definitely an amazing accomplishment, and it's not very common either. Um, I don't even I'm not even gonna attempt to guess how many there are in the u.s but it's definitely not a very common thing so i'm really excited to see all the great work that she'll be able to do um she really i was looking over her resume because like they posted a video of her like kind of introducing herself and then her resume and like some things about her and i was literally scrolling i was like oh my gosh she has worked at so many universities held so many different leadership positions so i think she'll definitely be a great asset and i'm excited to welcome her to the niner nation family
1: all right, well, that is our good news for the week. And if you have anything, you know, in your world that's going well, we really want to hear about it. So please comment on any of our Instagram posts or join our Facebook page because we really want to spread the positivity, especially during this time. So if you have a good news segment that you want to let us in on, we will be happy to share it on the podcast or celebrate you while we're on our social media. Um, profile. So definitely go give us a follow and join our Facebook group.
0: All right. So let's get into the questions for today. All right. So the first one that we were asked is how did we meet? So if you all aren't
1: caught up on past podcast episodes, we've covered this before, but basically it's kind of short and Sweet and simple. Brendy and I are in the same graduate cohort at UNC Charlotte. So we met in grad school.
0: Yeah, we were basically in class one day. I can't we have we told this story on the podcast before? I don't even remember at this point. I don't know. Part of me feels like we did and part of me feels like we didn't. But basically what happened was we so we had a graduate orientation and then Everyone was there. Shannon was – except for Shannon. But basically everyone else was there. Shannon was still traveling in Europe and she wasn't able to come back in time. So she, like, ended up in class one day. And I was, Everyone was, like, kind of talking, like, oh, like, this is a new girl. Like, this is Shannon. I, like, went and talked to her. We sat next to each other. And I was like, oh, I'll add you to our group me. because, you know, of course I was the person to just organize the group meet for the cohort. <laughs> and she was like, oh, thanks so much. And I think I, like, ended up looking over, like – one or two of your papers before. I don't really remember, like, at a certain point where we got to be, like, really good friends, honestly. I just remember that, like, I helped you with your papers and then, like, oh, we hung out on my birthday. We, like, went out to dinner. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was after that.
1: Yeah, I feel like after dinner is when we definitely – We're like, okay, we're definitely more than just like people who go to class together. Like we're really good friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So met in grad school, short and sweet. So the second question is, what is our
0: favorite thing about living in Charlotte? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Honestly, I really like living in Charlotte because I feel like one, it's it's very like geared towards people our age like it's a very up and coming city um there's always like a new restaurant a new brewery something new opening up um and there's just a lot of like millennials and like gen zers there so i think it's really great there's something for literally everyone Um, And like I said, it's an up up and coming city. So I feel like, you know, it's Charlotte, I think, is still on pace to like become like, you know, the next Atlanta in several years, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I mean, there's just so many things to do there. It's really easy to be connected and to find something that you're interested in. I would say my favorite part about living in
1: Charlotte is definitely how Booty it is and how fitness-based it seems to be becoming. Um, I feel like every other week, and I mean, people do get annoyed by it too, but every other week, you know, there's a new brewery opening or there's a new restaurant opening. And yes, that can be annoying, but to me, that's like, you never have to worry about getting bored or stagnant in your routine. Um, If you're somebody who does like to go out, there's always a new place opening up, which means there's always new opportunities to meet people and try new things. And then also, over the past like several years, and maybe this it's just because I'm getting older and I've become more aware of it, but there is really something to do for everyone in terms of like your fitness level. There are so many different unique like fitness boutique places. There's a place to do yoga. There's a place to do like aerial workouts. There's a place to cycle. There's a place to box. So I feel like especially for people who are super involved and um, kind of. I'm trying to think of the right word, but like fitness motivated and they really love seeking out new workouts. Charlotte is the perfect place to be because there's something to do for everybody. And there's always communities and groups who are, you know, thriving and wanting for people to join them. Like there's a bunch of like cycling groups around the area. Um, Obviously like everybody who does yoga, they have like their at home yoga studio that they really like, it's like their go-to. So I definitely feel like Charlotte is the place to be if you want to constantly be switching up your routine.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that because we are really fortunate to have so many cool different places because in Greensboro, that's definitely not the case. We're definitely more limited. So being in a place like Charlotte is super cool.
1: Well, and I feel like to expand on that, you know, you say like, oh, Greensboro this. And when I think of, I mean, obviously I am not from New York City. I'm, just, I'm from like more of upstate, but people are always like, oh, don't you want to move back to New York City? But for me, I think that Charlotte is the perfect place to be when you want that city vibe, but you want it to feel smaller because in New York City, there's literally shit doesn't ever turn off. Like you can be out until five o'clock in the morning and, you know, there's, Five different boroughs. Could be wrong. Don't even know. Um, But it's so big. It's so massive that you feel like you don't have that sense of community almost. And I feel like you can find that in Charlotte.
0: All right. So next question. How do you guys maintain a strong friendship and working relationship? I think this was honestly my – this was my favorite question that was asked. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this one's a really good one. So, I mean, for Shannon and I, I mean, we we didn't start out like as super, super close friends like right off the bat, but we I would say we did become like pretty good friends pretty quickly. And then, you know, when we had the idea to start the podcast, it ne- we didn't really go into the mindset of it as like, oh, this is like a business opportunity, which obviously, you know, we hope it, it does become that one day, but we went into the mindset of – you know, this is going to be a fun thing to do with my friend. We talk all the time. So like, why not, you know, just get people on the same page and force them to share our opinions on the podcast. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, I think Shannon and I are both just the kind of people where like, if something's bothering us or if something's wrong, um, we can always go to each other and just be honest about it. Like, even if you know, I didn't really like something or I thought an idea wasn't that great. I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't know. Like maybe we should think about something else. So I think just having that kind of relationship where you can, um, you know, go to that person if something's bothering you and just be very honest while also having a really good friendship and having a strong friendship before kind of helps with that as well. What do you think, Shannon? I was going
1: to say, I feel like we're very good at separating the two. So we're really good at kind of realizing that our friendship and our podcast are separate and so whenever we're talking about like our friendship and plans and stuff like that it's very much separated from like oh like what are we going to talk about this week on the podcast but I really liked this question because I can recall a certain instance where like I was like super duper excited about the podcast and I had 700 million ideas going on around my head per usual and I was just kind of like spit firing them to brendy i was just like oh what do you think about this let's do this what do you think about that and that can be very overwhelming to somebody and brendy did a really good job of being like hey i love your ideas and i love how passionate you are about the podcast but let's like pause and take a step back and realize that we still have school we still have our jobs but I think that's really key whenever you have a friendship and you're working together is to be able to have that transparency by saying, hey, you're overwhelming me. I love your ideas, but let's take, you know, let's press pause on this because I can't give this my full attention. And I think Brendi does a really good job of kind of whenever I get too lit or too excited about something, not making me feel like, oh, like, that's too big for us right now. But like, hey, like, let's give it a second and let's put more time into it when we actually have a chance to. And I think that's so important whenever you are working with somebody who is one of your best friends, you want to be able to be open and be transparent with one another. Because if we were working together and Brendi didn't feel like she could tell me you're being too much or you're doing too much right now, that would just probably lead to some sort of burnout or some sort of fizzle in both our friendship and both our working relationships.
0: Yeah. And I think that we also just have a really good dynamic. And people have said that before. So thank you for anyone who thinks that because it really means a lot. But I think that we just have a really good like friendship dynamic and working Mm -hmm. dynamic because, you know, we can be talking about something school related and then pivot and be like, oh, I have this new idea for the podcast. And you'll be like, wait, I love that idea, but let's do this too. And I'm going to be like, wait, that idea some max. Let's do this too. So I think that just like the way that we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and kind of build on them too really helps. Well, and another thing, too, is that
1: when one of us has an idea that the other person isn't crazy about or doesn't love, we don't automatically shut it down we do a really good job of like i really like that idea but what are ways we can make it better or like have you thought about it this way which i think is really important because if you're in a working relationship with somebody who's also your friend and that i like their idea sucks and like you can either do one of two things you can either take the idea that sucks and run with it and you know probably crash and burn Or you are going to put that person down and be like, oh, that, that idea is terrible. Like, I don't want to do that. And I feel like Brendy and I throughout this whole thing have been really good at elevating each other's ideas when they're not, you know, at a hundred percent. Like, you know, if I'm thinking of something and Brendy's like, eh, like, I'm not super crazy about that. She's like, Shannon, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. It's always like, oh, I really, really like that. Have you thought about it this way? And then it ends up being like a super cool idea, super unique that we have. So I think it's really important that whenever you are working with somebody who you're friends with, you kind of get on the same page to begin with. That way you're not running into the issue of, oh, this person is doing more, like this person um, doesn't know how to pull their weight or mm-hmm. this person's ideas are too much for me or you know they're not contributing enough. So I think that the best thing that, Works about Brendy and I's relationship is that we really are always on the same page about things.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So,
1: moving on to the next question if you could see any artist in concert,
0: who would it be? I want you to answer this one first because this one's kind of (laughs) hard.
1: So we talked about this in our 73 Questions with Vogue podcast edition, and I know I talked about the Live Aid concert um, in London with Queen, but if I had to, you know, pick an answer right now, that's, first of all, that's really difficult. Um, I would honestly, and Brendy's going to drag me for this, but I would really, because it's unfortunate because I'm pretty sure that it's going to get canceled, but... Taylor Swift was doing a lover tour this summer where she was going to do kind of festival style and that is something brand new for her like she's never done that she's always done traditional concerts, whether that be like in stadiums or just in, um, you know, like, what's the arena here spectrum. Spectrum, there you go. Um, Spectrum arena, like she's never done a festival Coachella type of vibe. So I really feel like that would have been super cool to go see how she developed it and what her dream was for it. So I would probably say Taylor Swift's lover tour.
0: Honestly, I'm not going to drag you for that one. Because even though like, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, I didn't realize that she was doing it like her own kind of festival style. So I think that's very unique and honestly, very admirable. So I won't drag you for that, but um, I don't know. There's so many artists that I like. It literally just depends on my mood, what I want to listen to, if it's going to be rap, hip hop, R&B, pop. Um, I mean, I really like Khalid. His music is, his voice Mm -hmm. is so soothing to me, honestly. Um, So I would really like to see him in concert and I haven't seen him in concert yet. There's yeah, there's just a lot of people I like, but I'm just gonna say Khalid for now because he I like I can listen to his music at any point honestly. All right, so next question, um, how do you balance school work and fun? Hmm, really good question, honestly. (laughs) Um, for me, I think it's honestly like it you just have to manage your time well, and you know this semester is definitely not a good example by any means because it has been very difficult me. Mm. It's been very difficult for me, especially in these past um, two, three weeks, to kind of stay motivated to get everything that I want to do done. um just you know, being in my house, dealing with my family and things like that. Um, but I would say just try to set a schedule for yourself with breaks in between. That works for me a lot. So if I'm working on like one specific assignment, I might work for, Um, An hour on, then take a 20 or 30 minute break. And then an hour on, then take a 20 or 30 minute break. So then, you know, when I'm working, I'm not tempted to, you know, get on my phone or get on TikTok because I know that I'm going to take a break at the end of that hour. Um, So that's really helpful. Um, Of course, having a planner is really nice too. I don't know how people live their lives without a planner, without utilizing Google Calendar. Um, That just seems like a very stressful situation to me. Um, and then just having fun—you literally just have to make sure that you're giving yourself enough breaks in between the semester. Um, just text your friends, say, "Hey, does anyone want to go out to eat? Grab a drink. Um, what is everyone doing?" Because especially if you're, you know, in graduate school like us, or even if you're an undergrad, whatever, um, everyone's probably going about things about the same rate as you. So, you know, if Shannon and I have an assignment due on thursday i'm i know i can text her and be like hey like we just finished this assignment like let's celebrate this weekend like let's go do something instead of you know getting ahead on the next assignment or something
1: i would say that a balancing act requires having people in your corner who you can go to when things feel like they're kind of falling apart so how I balance everything is really just by having strong people in my corner, like my family, like my boyfriend, you know, like my friends, where when shit really hits the fan, I can turn to them and be like, this is all very overwhelming right now. And they kind of allow me to take a step back and realize that I can do it because there have been points in the semester, whether it be an undergrad or now in grad school, that I felt like I can't do it all. And realistically you can't like something always is going to suffer and that's you know just the nature of it but in terms of balancing everything i really like to have people who i can surround myself with who make me feel like i can do everything and also kind of remind me not to take everything super seriously either um which kind of delves into like the fun thing so if i'm really kicking ass in school and in work I definitely take my weekends to enjoy myself. I take my weekends um, or even like after class or the days that I don't have class, I take the time to really do things that I love to do. So whether it be, you know, working out or working on my garden or on the weekends, like going to do something like hiking outside with my boyfriend, like I really like to reward myself. And I think that allows me to keep the balance between school and work because i'm like okay if i get this assignment done or if i do really well this week in work and i don't feel like i'm behind then i can go out on the weekend and i don't feel guilty or i'm not going to regret you know staying out until you know midnight or one o'clock which might seem early to a lot of people but still um so i definitely say the top my top two things are when you reward yourself reward yourself in ways that you appreciate you know because going out and drinking and all that is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea and that's perfectly fine. So reward yourself the way that you want to be rewarded. And then also have people in your corner who are going to make balancing those two things easier.
0: So moving on to the next question, if you could give any advice to your younger selves, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. We could do a whole We could literally do a whole episode just on this, I feel like. I mean, we low-key did kind of last week. Yeah, we kind of did touch on this in – or two weeks ago. I don't even – the episodes kind of blend together at some point. Um, What what would you say for this one? I would honestly say stop taking everything so
1: seriously and stop acting like everything is – life or death, like even I remember in high school, I would get so stressed out over work. I worked at a seafood restaurant in high school and I would allow, like, if I needed a night off, I would act like it was the end of the world. And I thought my boss would never give it to me. And I felt like I needed to be at the restaurant 24 seven. Meanwhile, I was like 16 years old making minimum wage for what? Like there was no need to stress myself out to the point where I felt like I couldn't turn to anybody to talk to. So even like in terms of grades and whatnot, like if you make a B on a paper, it's not the end of the world. Like I, I really wish I could go back to like my sixteen or seventeen year old self and shake myself for how serious I took the most minuscule of things. That's really funny. Wait, I did not realize
0: <laughs> you were pressed about your seafood restaurant. You ask anybody.
1: Like it's,
0: yeah, I was. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think my advice would probably be. Something like some friendships like aren't meant to last forever, and that's okay because I mean, and I think part of this has to do with my mom, too, because she has like a couple friends that she's been friends with since like middle and high school or college, like her her line sisters. And I'm like, can I really picture myself being friends with some of these people like into my adulthood? You know what I mean, and like introducing them to my kids and everything. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I just think sometimes you get caught up like, with the fact that, you know, oh, like, I'm not really friends with this person anymore. And it's not like anything happened. It's just like you kind of grew apart. And I think that's perfectly fine. And I didn't really understand that when I was younger. I was like, why are, like, why are we not friends anymore? Like why are, like what happened when nothing really happened? But I think, I mean, you just grow apart sometimes, you know, if you're gonna go to a different school or move, or, you know, you just don't have the same interests that you did. It's perfectly fine to grow apart. And I think too, as you get older, you realize that a lot of the friends you had, like and this isn't meant to sound like hateful or like anything like that, but I think you realize that a lot of the friends that you had when you were younger were oftentimes just out of convenience. Like you were in classes together all day, so like why not be friends or like you lived in the same neighborhood, so why not be friends. And it's not necessarily like, you know, if I saw that person today or if I met that person in college today, would we actually be friends or was it just because it was convenient for us to be friends at that age. And I mean, I think that's perfectly fine. And you know, something I wish I just would have realized at a younger age.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I mean, even like with friendships, I think that the best part is, is that you'll find those people in life too, that you haven't talked to in a while and you haven't talked to in forever and, you re you know reconvene and it feels like no time has passed at all and those are the kinds of friendships that are worth holding on to so like there are going to be some people in your life who you truly should just let go of and you know y- you don't really have to try as hard to still be friends with them because you know maybe you outgrew that friendship but then there are going to be people in your life who you know you haven't talked for years and you can pick up and then you realize like Okay, these are the friendships that are worth holding on to. Um, but I really like Brendy's point where, like, it's okay. You don't have to be friends with the same group of people that you are friends with in middle school or high school or even college. Like, you can meet someone like Brendy and I did in grad school and realize that, you know, you have the rest of your life to make lifelong friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: the next question is oh, this is a good one. Boy advice. How do I stop picking the wrong guys? Woo. Shannon, pop off for us. Oh, <laughs> um, this, it's, people have probably told you this a million times, baby girl. Wait. Wait for the one who does not treat you like shit. I cannot, you know what? We're going to say this one more time. I'll turn the volume up. Listen, soak this in wait for the guy who does not treat you like shit sister. Because I promise you that he's out there. I promise you that he's worth it because all these boys that play with your emotions and they make you feel crazy and they make you feel stupid and they make you feel just like insignificant in their world, they're not worth it. And the longer that you continue to sit there and stay a part of that, the more that you, get sucked into the belief that that's all you are good for and that is not the case you're it's like you're worth so much more than stupid chad and delta gamma phi who literally just wants to call you at two o'clock in the morning for a booty call like it's
0: not worth it it's funny too that you say that because i feel like when we were younger i don't know if you feel this way too but people kind of perpetuated this idea like oh college boys are so different but think about it what changes are going to happen for an 18 year old between June when they graduate and August when they go to college, literally nothing. There is no maturing that is going to occur. And even it might not occur, you know, their freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, or senior year. Some people are just like that and that's okay. So don't get pressed on the fact that, Oh, I need to have a ring by spring. Oh, I need to find someone when like Shannon said, you worry about Chad and Delta gamma, whatever. And all these <laughs> frat boys out here who yeah, actually, I'm not going to drag the frat boys today. I'm going to save that for a whole other episode. But I'm just saying, like, don't get caught up on the wrong guys or these college boys that you're that you're out here partying with.
1: No, because it's really not worth it. And I think too, and it's funny because yes, brendy and I are in relationships, but I think people get so caught up in the idea that they have to meet their soulmate in high school or college, and that that that's the only way that they're ever going to find the person that they're going to marry or be with for the rest of their life. When in actuality you literally going even back to friendships, you have the rest of your life to find the perfect guy or the perfect girl to be with. Like you don't have to find them by age 25, get married by 27 and then start popping out kids. And if that is your life, that's perfectly fine. But I think that society as a whole has put this pressure on, especially females that, oh, if you're not engaged by like, Number, you know, 27 or something, and you don't start having kids that, you know, you're doing it all wrong. And that's really seriously just not the case. I mean, for instance, my aunt got married when she was like in her late 30s and didn't even have her first kid until she was 40. And she's the happiest she's ever been. She's married to an amazing guy and she has two wonderful kids. And that's because she waited for a guy who didn't treat her like shit and he's not an asshole. And like, it just really irritates me that, I'm sorry that I'm cursing, but it really irritates me that people feel like they have to meet, you know, the one early on in life. And if you do meet them, then that's wonderful and that's great. But if you're, my biggest piece of advice to whoever asked this question is like, you're you're picking the wrong guy, potentially because you feel this pressure that the world has put on you that you have to be with the perfect guy when in actuality, really just work on yourself for right now. Like, Work on being the best version of you and then one day out of nowhere, it happened for me, some amazing guy is literally just going to pop out of nowhere and you're gonna be like, wow, Like here's what happened when I literally stopped looking. That's what I'm
0: saying too. And like, I feel like a lot of, you know, younger women feel like their worth is defined by the relationship that they're in or like the age that they get married or whatever. And that's definitely not the case. Like Shannon said, worry about yourself first before you start worrying about someone else.
1: Mm. Amen. (laughs) All right. This question is very loaded. So what is
0: your dream job after you graduate? Interesting. Interesting. Do you want me to start with this one? Yes, Miss President. <laughs> She's funny, guys. Okay. Um, I definitely want to be – I'm kind of looking at two paths, but I definitely want to be able to make a difference in the lives of others and help my community wherever that does end up being. So the two paths I'm kind of looking at, one – working for some kind of nonprofit. I would love to work for the Legal Defense Fund, for you know the American Civil Liberties Union, any organization like that that's doing um, something at the federal level. I wouldn't mind working on an organization that does stuff like at the state level or local level either. Or I would really like to work for an elected official. So whether that is like a governor or you know, a state senator, someone like that. Um, I think I would really enjoy that, and I do have aspirations to be a congresswoman one day, as so many of you know. Um, So I feel like that is kind of the path that I want to go into and just being able to like help constituents and help people, you know, live their best lives in the community that they're in is something that's really important to me. So hopefully I can get one of those jobs after graduation, uh, check in with me around this time next year and we'll see. Um, But hopefully just like by speaking that into existence, that's, those are the kind of goals that I have for myself.
1: love that. Yes. So... I think I've always been the kind of person. I've never had a dream job. I've never been, you know, the one to answer with nurse, lawyer, teacher, engineer, something along those lines. So I would say that I don't necessarily have a dream job after I graduate. I more so have kind of qualities of a job that would make it a dream for me. So I think my qualities would probably be working for an organization that gives back um, in some way, shape or form to causes that are important to me. A company that values mental health over how much money they're making in a year and realizing that their employees are kind of the backbone of their company. So making sure that they're giving them quality benefits, making sure that they're not um, overworking them, making sure that they're creating a climate that's inviting, warm, and welcome. Um, and then, obviously, something that has to do with like some sort of travel that really would be my dream. Which, so to answer this person's question, because I don't even remember who asked it, I don't have a dream job. I just want to make sure that I'm making a difference and that I'm a part of a company that values its employees.
0: Wow, an organizational communication scholar. <laughs> <He is.
1: laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so the next question is: Have you ever slid into someone's DMs?
0: Ooh. Okay. So when we say DMs, do we also include like swiping up on a Snapchat, or are we not counting that? That's, I feel like that that counts. Mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely feel like I've slid up on someone's Snapchat before, but it wasn't like I was trying to be like, oh, like I'm trying to make moves or anything like that. i just be like, oh, this person's kind of cute. Like, let me see what they're up to today. That kind of vibe. I mean, I'm sure I have like at some point slid into someone's DMs, but it's definitely not something I did frequently. Probably like, I would say probably like once or twice. That's probably happened for me. So when I read this question, of course, my
1: first like inkling was, you know, like... romantically or like in some capacity, like sliding Mm -hmm. guys DMs to like get his number or something. And I honestly, truthfully have never done that, but I have slid into people's DMS and created friendships like out of that. Yes. mm -hmm, definitely. Definitely. So like, I it's it's like the not the craziest story, but I'm a part of this Facebook page for people who live in Charlotte, like young women who live in Charlotte, and one day I'm on the page and I see one of my like best friends from high school, Chris, and I was like, "Okay, this is definitely a page for girls, so why are you in here?" And then I and then I was concerned because I was like, "Why are there pictures of this man in here?" And so I read this girl's thing and it turns out that she is his girlfriend. So, I commented on it and I was like, your boyfriend and i were like best friends in high school hit me up i would love to hang out and literally ever since then i mean quarantine started literally the day that we like started texting or like the like the week that we started texting but we hit it off immediately so i was like all because i commented or you know like slid into her inbox like we <laughs> a new friendship which i think is really cool so i would definitely I mean, recommend is like a weird word. But like, if you follow somebody on social media, whether you want to, you know, like grab coffee with them, start a friendship with them, see if they're open and available for dating, the worst thing that they can do is say no. So I'm like, you might as well just go for it. And that's just my personality. Like, I'm just like, yeah, like, bump it, whatever, I'll do it. So I think the worst thing that people can do is say no. So if you, you know, have been stalking somebody on social media, now's the time
0: to slide into their inbox and see what's up. Also, if you want to be like me or Shannon's friend, we're always, you know, trying to look for some more friends in the Charlotte area. So just hit us up, sign to our DMs. We will definitely respond. (laughs) I love that. All right. Next question. What is your five-year plan?
1: Honey, I do not even know my next week plans. So (laughs) in five years, I'll be 27. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Um. In five years, I'll have hopefully moved out of my parents' house. Um, Solid goal. That's a solid start. Solid start. Um, In five years, I hope to be in a career that I love, that is fulfilling to me. I hope that I'll have crossed off a few more items off of my bucket list in terms of traveling the world and whatnot. Usually every year for my birthday, I go somewhere new with my boyfriend. And so I'm excited to hopefully pick that back up next year whenever traveling is allowed. So I hope to have, you know, a few more, I have like a scratch map in my room that my friend Amanda bought me um, actually in Italy, whenever her and her family were there. And so I've been able to scratch off all the places that I've been. So I hope to have a lot more scratch off by then. And, I feel like, I don't, how old will Ellie be? Ellie will be 10. Ellie's my dog. And then Mia will be seven. So I hope that my four-legged friends are still with me. Um, I don't know. Brandy, what, like, what's your five-year plan? It's just hard to think that far in
0: advance. It really is because, I, I mean, Shannon and I are both definitely the kind of person, kind of people that, you know, we're trying to think about this next week, not really, like, our five-year plan. I mean, I I don't know. I like live in the moment so much. I really don't like plan for things like that or really think of things like that. But I guess I'd have to say, you know, also be out of my parents' home. That's that's nice. Um, and a job that I really enjoy. Also, possibly be engaged or something. Or if not, then just you know, really a career woman. I'm fine with that. Um, and just be happy and have some money on the side. You know.
1: Yeah, that's actually another thing too. I hope that in five years, I mean, honestly, that's like a one year plan right now that my boyfriend and I are like no longer long distance. Who knows what the future holds? But I am really hoping that we will at that point be living together. I'm quite confident in that. Um, But so I don't know. I mean, I think it's really hard to think five years down the road, which is interesting for me because I'm such a type A person. So if you would have asked me this, like, In undergrad, I would have been like, okay, so in five years, I'm going to live in New York City, I'm going to be a go-getter, I'm going to be the next Kerry Bradshaw, like nothing can stop me, nothing can touch me. And it's so crazy how much things have changed since then. Um, I feel like I've done at least a better job of realizing that you don't have to have everything figured out. So in
0: five years, honestly, I really just want to be happy. Next question. What's something you hate that most people love? For me, the Kardashians. I would say probably
1: like Game of Thrones styled shows. Um, I'm not really with it. I'm not really with that vibe or like the Hunger Games. I'm just, that's that's not really my area of interest when it comes to what I watch. When I tell most people that I don't like Game of Thrones, you would have thought that I just shot their mom in the back, um, but I just can't. I just really think it's probably because the episodes are literally like an hour and 20 minutes each, and I, do, I can't sit there and watch that long of a show. That's a movie. That's a whole ass movie.
0: All right, let me set the scene for you guys. Let me set the scene. Okay. Yes, let me put on my reading voice. Okay. Wait. So imagine. You just get home from I don't know, like a long day of work, a nice summer day (laughs) at the pool, something like that. It can be. You can customize it however you want. Okay. You get home. You take a nice hot shower. You're feeling clean. You put on your favorite set of pajamas. (laughs) They might be silk. They might be just cotton, but that is okay because they're still so comfortable and still your favorite. You go downstairs, you hop on Postmates, you order your favorite meal. It might be Chipotle, it might be some Indian food, your favorite takeout. You're going to order that in. Okay. Then you're going to, you know, eat your dinner once it gets there. As you're eating it, you're just going to watch like a show or two to maybe like warm you up, just a little something to like watch while you're, while you're, you know, eating. Then you might grab, um, a nice little pint of ice cream (laughs) out out the fridge. You check the fridge. It's, Thank God, it's your favorite brand. It's Talenti. It's the sea salt caramel. You take it out the fridge, you grab your spoon and you go pop down on the couch and you're just in time for your favorite show. It's Tuesday, it's 9 p.m. and Vanderpump Rules is coming on, bravo. (laughs) Now that is my perfect night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I'm really not about to set the scene and go as hard as Brendy did but I would say that a perfect night in for me is a Saturday after spending like a majority of the day outside or doing homework and whatnot. My boyfriend's down for the weekend. We take the dogs for a walk. It's a cool, cute little 68 to 72 degrees outside with a slight breeze. We come in, Avery's really good at cooking. Our favorite thing to make together is probably homemade pizza, so we got all the ingredients for that. We make our homemade pizza, we go to my room, we put on a show that we both love. I'm trying to think, for a while there it was Ozarks, we actually just caught up on season three, but I'm gonna go with a popular show that we're watching You know, at that time on Netflix or on Hulu, and then you know, we're laughing, I'm acting stupid crazy, I'm dancing around the room, and then we choose a movie to watch. It has to be something that Avery likes because I always pick the worst movie, so he's really in charge of that. And then, typically, we love a little dessert situation, so I have my non-dairy ice cream. He's more of like a savory snack kind of person, so he's gonna go with Chex Mix, and then we peacefully fall asleep into the night.
0: Wow, that was so cute. I love that.
1: Yes, queen. Okay, this next question is really good as well. What is our favorite comfort snack food? Ooh, those peanut butter filled pretzels from Costco. Shit smacks. Mm, So good. They are really good. You have to control yourself. Otherwise, you eat the whole entire tub. So definitely, you know, grab as many as you like, but just realize that your eyes are probably bigger than your stomach. So don't get too many. Okay, girl?
0: I really like the... um the sweet and salty popcorn from Boom Chicka Pop, the purple bag specifically. Yeah, that all day by myself. like it is so, so good. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. All right, what is our most
1: expensive mistake? Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like this is hard for us because we
0: both really value education and we both, neither of us have car payments. We don't, I feel like we're both pretty good about managing our money too. Honestly, I'd probably just say all the food that I wasted um, in undergrad that I like didn't need to, to buy because I had like a meal plan or like, you know, something like that. Like, I don't think anything big.
1: Yeah, honestly, I really can't pinpoint like one thing where I've been like, I feel like this is definitely something as you get older, you make more expensive financial mistakes. Like, I don't know, like you buy a treadmill and then you never use it or you buy a car and have a $500 a month car payment and, you know, all of those kinds of things. So tune back in in about five years when we've probably made more, you know, Uh, mistakes. But in terms of like my most expensive mistake, I would probably just say like all the times that I've purchased stuff just to feel like I could keep up with everybody else.
0: (laughs) All right. Tacos or burritos? I'm going to go with tacos. Uh, Yeah. Tacos, 100%. I love tacos so much. Oh my gosh. Like chicken tacos, where you get some little, some cheese on there, some cilantro, some onion. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Go to coffee shop order. Brendy, you have to answer this because I no longer drink coffee. That's true. Hi, yes. Um, Can I get a venti vanilla iced coffee with a caramel drizzle, light ice and cream, please? Okay, 324. Perfect. Thank you. See you at the window. <laughs> and that's what I normally get from my Starbucks or coffee orders. Okay, staple fashion item.
1: Good pair of sneakers. Can't go wrong. Dress them up, dress them down, sneakers all the
0: way. I was going to say like a nice black top that you can dress up or down because Mm -hmm. you can wear it for work. You can wear it, you know, just a casual dinner with the girls. You can wear it on a date if you really want to dress it up, add some jewelry, add a little skirt or some like ripped jeans or something. So Mm -hmm. I would say like a nice black top is always a good piece to have. Advice on the transition from being in school to a real-world job. So this
1: is a little bit difficult for us to answer because we aren't quote-unquote in the real-world job sector yet, but I think that my biggest piece of advice kind of right off the bat is give yourself some grace because for the last, you know, however long it took you to graduate college, you know, K through whatever, your senior year of college, you've been in school for so long that school probably feels like your only identity that you have or is the largest piece of your identity. And it's gonna take some time for you to realize like, oh, I am not a student anymore. I don't have to turn in this paper. I am not being evaluated on whether I can make an A on an assignment. So I would definitely say in terms of that transition is allow yourself to realize that you've worn the hat of student for so long that it's it might take you a little bit of extra time to realize that that's not the only good thing, that's not the only thing you're good for.
0: I like that. That's a really good point. I mean, I think, I think too, um, like you just get so used to being like a part of a community and part of something, you know, that's bigger than you. And you have your food right there. You have your friends right there. You have, you know, your work right there. And then especially for a lot of people, when they get a real world job, they're probably not going to be in their college town anymore. So I think that transition's difficult. And just, you know, finding new friends, finding the restaurants you like to go to, finding different service activities to get involved with. But um one tip that I would have is um of course staying connected to your your alumni networks. Um there's a Campbell Alumni Network in Charlotte which is a great resource if I need anything. Or just Facebook groups in general to find and meet people in the area. I think is a really good way too. What is our most embarrassing moment? Oh, I'm
1: I'm going to take I'm going to take the lead on this one because I was going to say I don't think I really have Vince anything. I don't mortifying. know. That I can think so As many of you know, I went to Appalachian State in Boone my first semester of college and I'm in the student union. I'm getting, I used to get like a banana and like a a juice on my, the days that I had my calculus class. So I had just picked up a prescription recently for birth control and it was in my bag and I'm ordering, I get my order, I walk away when all of a sudden I hear, hey Shannon. First of all, I did not know anyone that went to this school. I had no friends app, I've been very open about that. So I was like, who the hell is calling my name? So I turn around and this man who was attractive, I'm not gonna lie, i he's all the way across like where we were ordering and he's holding up my birth control and he was like, hey, you dropped your birth control in front of everybody. He he didn't just say like, oh, hey, you dropped this or like, hey, like, I think you dropped something. He full on called my name and then let everybody in the entire student union know that I was on birth control. I was like, damn, could you not? Like- Oh, I was so <laughs> mortified. I was like so embarrassed. I grabbed it. I ran back to my room. I mean, I wasn't going anywhere else, but like I ran even quicker because my face was red. My cheeks were puffed out. I was so embarrassed that this man had literally just announced to the entire Appalachian State student union goers that my birth control fell on the ground. Oh my gosh.
0: That's so tragic. Yeah, I definitely don't have any moments that
1: that were like that.
0: Oh, <laughs> poor Shannon. Yeah. So Next, you know, to whoever that was. <laughs> Next question. What are some ways that we deal with the future and what it might hold for you?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I really feel like we've done a good job at covering this not only on, you know, today's episode with the whole five year plan thing, but also previous episodes, where for me, I've really tried to, and that's not to say that I do a good job at it, but I really try to take each day as it comes because you really don't know what the future holds for you. Um, And the more time that you spend worrying about it, the more time that you breathe life into it, the less time you're going to be focused on what's happening in the moment and what you can appreciate is the now. So I would say that how I deal with the future and what it might hold is I definitely talk about it. I talk about it to the people who are close to me, but then I also try to do a good job of letting it go and realizing that things are going to work out the way that they're supposed to as long as I put the hard work in.
0: That's really good. And I think too, just being open to any opportunities as they come. I mean, like you might get an opportunity that doesn't sound that appealing, like if it's really far away and you don't know anyone in the town, but honestly, like just be open to change in general. And, um, you know, you never know where that one opportunity may take you. You never know who you might meet at that new job or with that new opportunity. So just being open to change, I think will help just overall and um, making sure that you have you know, a really good future ahead of you.
1: Okay. Where do you shop for cute clothes on a budget? I'm going to be basic as hell here and just go with the whole TJ Maxx, Marshalls vibe. Um, I mean, there are definitely small businesses that you can support, but in terms of, you know, that does come with a price tag and we do realize that. So I would say, in terms of like a budget, if I really need like a nice top for let's say an interview or like a fun night out, I definitely probably hit up TJ Maxx first of all places.
0: See, I would go. My go-to is always like a thrift store. So I love like Plato's Closet, Uptown Cheapskate, any places like that. Especially if I have, if I know that I really want to take like a picture in this outfit, or if I'm probably only going to wear it a few times, I'm just going to go to the thrift store because you know it's it's really great to support. You know those chains if you can because you know the the clothes are there like someone needs to buy them so why not and they're they're usually really good prices and they have some pretty decent brands so that's what i usually do just go to the thrift store the next question is what experiences did we enjoy most
1: in undergrad I would say that my most enjoyed experience, honestly, has probably been all of my sorority formals because that was like the one night of the year that I feel like I could truly like let loose. And it was just a giant party with all of my friends and we got to dress up and whatnot. And the, the funniest stories have come from formals, the, like the, the wild stories, the crazy ones. Formal is where I met my boyfriend, so I definitely would say all of my sorority formals and like getting ready with my sisters and like the after parties and whatnot, so I would definitely have to say formals.
0: That's good. I think mine... Okay, so the summer before my senior year, I went to a conference with my vice president at the time, Aaron, this was a student government trip, and it was for a presidential leadership summit in Washington, D.C. And this was honestly such a great trip, not only because we got to like network with so many people from different schools, but like some of these people that I, Uh, that we met there like i still talk to you today we just had like a conference call or a zoom call like a couple weeks ago catching up with everyone and those like i don't know those are the kinds of people that like i want in my circle because they're all doing like really great things like fellowships or working at like top companies or just like doing whatever they want in their lives so i think having Good um, friends like that and good connections like that is really good. And also, the trip itself was literally wild from start to finish. Could probably do an entire episode about that three-day, two-night trip with Aaron. Or like, you guys want me to talk about that further? Definitely could because there was stress, there was anxiety, there was there was just so many things. There was exhaustion. There was. There was a lot, but it was it was such a fun trip. Honestly, wouldn't have changed anything. So probably going on that trip with my friend Aaron.
1: All right. So the last question that we have for today is lighthearted, fun, cute, fresh. What
0: are our favorite books slash authors? So I used to read so much when I was younger and like growing up. And I really am trying to get back into it. Um, hopefully this summer, since I am gonna have a lot more downtime. Um, but when I was in high school, I read a lot of John Green books. Um, I I still really like his books a lot. Um, they're just like kind of like teenager, like coming of age, young adult kind of stories. Um, and I always really enjoyed those. He's a really talented author, I think. And a lot of his um, things have started to become shows or movies or things like that, which is really cool. Um, if you want something a little more serious, um, I really enjoy um, anything by ta Coates. Um, he's a writer from Baltimore, Maryland, and he wrote a book called between, this is just one of his books. It's called Between the World and Me, and it's him talking about, um, kind of just growing up in Baltimore and, like, his son and his family. Um, that's a really good book if you want something, like, a little more serious and you kind of want to hear, like, a different perspective. Um, he's, he does, like, a lot, he also writes for The Atlantic, um, and he has another book, too, that I want to read that's, like, a collection of essays kind of looking at, um, like politics over the Obama administration and it's called like we are eight years in power and kind of just talking about like that transition between administrations and things like that um so I really like to read I'm trying to start reading more books like that um that are just really informative and educational memoirs things like that so I would say that my favorite
1: genre or style of book most recently over the past few years has definitely been World War II novels, especially since I was able to take a tour with my dad last summer going through Germany, Poland, and Scotland, and I was fortunate enough to go to all of like the major concentration camps and really learn about the history of World War Two. and so hearing about, you know, Holocaust survivor stories is something that's very interesting to me, and especially now that I've been to places like Auschwitz that... It's one thing to learn about it and read about it in a textbook in your 11th grade history class. And then it's another thing to go actually be in a place where millions of people were killed. And their stories just strike me for some reason or another. I really love um, hearing survivor stories and how they made it through those difficult times. So it's definitely emotionally taxing so if you're not somebody who likes to hear stories like that i would probably skip over the books that i recommend most of the time but they're just fascinating to me and i love learning um about history and about that part of the world and then i would say another book that i would highly recommend and people are going to drag me for this too but it's basically like my bible my grandma actually just finished reading it but it's eat pray love I, by Elizabeth Gilbert, I think that's her name. I'm almost positive. But that book has been so transformative for me. I probably read it at least once a year and I could not say enough good things about it. And the movie is amazing. So definitely if you have not read Eat, Pray, Love or watch the movie, definitely read the book first and then watch the movie. But I love that book so much. I think there's so much value in it.
0: All right, guys, so moving into our tangible takeaway for today. Um today's tangible takeaway is if you're going to shop shop small. I know a lot of people have still been shopping during this time which you know is understandable, you know. We love Amazon and their 2-day delivery and we love getting things quickly and things like that. But be mindful of your local economy and the small businesses that may be struggling or just really need support. Um so again, those two promo codes for you guys that we mentioned at the beginning Boho Blue is a Greensboro-based boutique. They have some of the cutest clothes ever. Um, Visit bohoblue.com and use the code AVGBS for 20% off your order. And then bestohothoney.com also has some really great hot sauce, and you can use the code AVGBS for 50% off of one bottle when you purchase another. And even if you guys um, like haven't heard of these businesses, just check them out, maybe like them on Facebook or Instagram, follow them, or just look for some other places in your own community that may need support. Um, you know, there's always a small business near you that is probably struggling right now. So just be mindful of that and try to shop small when you can. All right, you all well, we had a really, really fun
1: time answering all of the questions that you submitted. It was kind of an overwhelming response, to be perfectly honest. And there were some that we didn't even get to that we felt we could even do whole episodes on. So if we didn't get to your question, don't worry, it's saved in our bank. We're going to either do another Q&A like this in the future or even just do whole episodes on the questions that you did ask that we may have, you know, skipped over, but we really appreciate you all taking the time to ask us questions. And we really hope that you like this episode. And if you want more um, Q and A style, things like this, whether that be full episodes or even just over on our social media platforms, please let us know. We really value your all's feedback. And with your feedback, we're able to implement more of the things that you want to see from us. So with that being said, until next Monday, that's that's the BS. BS.
0: I want you to answer this one first because this one's kind of (laughs) hard. Spectrum? Honestly, I'm not going to drag you for that one because even though like I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, I didn't realize that she was doing it like her own kind of festival style. So I think that's very unique and honestly very admirable. So I won't drag you for that. But um, I don't know. There's so many artists that I like. It literally just depends on my mood, what I want to listen to, if it's going to be rap, hip hop, R&B, pop.